Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Steelers Nation Radio. It is high noon on a Wednesday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. If you're one of our loyal listeners, if you're a power grid member, a megawatt card holder, you're probably thinking to yourself right now, wait a second, it's a Wednesday. I know that means it's Moats Host Wednesday. What the heck am I doing here in Euler's voice here to start the program? Well, Arthur Moats off today, scheduled day off. All right, nothing's wrong. No, no emergencies or anything like that. Uh, Moatsy with a speaking engagement here this afternoon. So you just got me, you knuckleheads. So this is, I think, the first time this season that I've had a solo show. We had a few last year, for those who aren't familiar, for our new friends that we've picked up along the way. I'll still be kind of similar blitz here, but same church, different pew. Always, you know, anytime here over uh, the course of the next two hours this afternoon, I will take your questions, your comments, your concerns, your reactions. I still want your involvement with the show. At Wesley Euler on Twitter is where you can get at me. Maybe we'll open up the phone lines a little bit later. We'll see what the reaction is like on Twitter here first. Uh, you know I still want your involvement on the show. We will... Uh, bring some friends here to the program, as I always do when I'm riding solo. We're going to hear from Charlie Batch in just a few minutes. Some interesting things that he had to say uh, about the quarterback. I don't want to say carousel, but the, but the switch from Kenny Pickett to Mitch Trubisky on Sunday and how that could look and how he thinks it should look moving forward. We'll, uh, we'll hear from Charlie Batch here. We'll catch up with our buddy uh, Nick Farabaugh of Steelers Now. He joined us uh, on this program back during training camp. We will catch up with young Nicholas again here in about a half an hour or so, and we will have the return of the best of the West Wednesday. Oh, yeah, we haven't done this in a little bit. But before we get out of here, I will power rank for you my top 10 teams in the National Football League. All that and more as we roll along 
inside the Electric Factory, the Steelers Blitz on SNR on this Wednesday afternoon as we start to get ready for the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to Miami. Welcome to Miami. Uh... Looks like Tua Tagovailoa is going to play. All reports out of Miami indicate, obviously, uh, unless you've been living under a rock or maybe if you are just literally a diehard black and gold fan and you don't pay much attention to the rest of the National Football League, a couple scary incidences with Tua Tagovailoa and concussions. He's been out the last couple weeks, but it looks like he is going to be ready to play. Uh, Expected to be a full practice participant this week and, and obviously barring any setbacks. Reports out of Miami sound like Tua, the talented southpaw for the Miami Dolphins, is uh, is going to be the QB under center Sunday night there in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium when the Steelers take on the Dolphins in prime time. First weekend primetime game for the Steelers this season. Obviously, they did play the Browns on Thursday night, but first Sunday night football for the Steelers uh, down in Miami. It looks like Tua is going to be good to go for the Steelers. Now, Kenny Pickett, what about his status? Well, it appears he is going to practice today. We will wait, obviously, until later this afternoon to hear the official reports, to get the practice report uh, of all the who practiced, who didn't practice, who was limited in their practice capacity. But Mike Tomlin at his weekly press conference sounded confident in that regard. Yesterday, we'll hear a little bit from Coach T later on as well when we bring you the week in review. Uh, But to Kenny or not to Kenny, Maybe that's the question uh, of the day here, and I think, you know, the last few days, certainly, not only on SNR, everywhere in Steelers uh, land out there, uh, Kenny Pickett, if he can practice today, if he can get normal reps this week, I think we'd all feel much more confident. Again, we're waiting to see that, but what would you do with the young rookie? How would you handle this? Is it just as simple as if Kenny can practice in a normal capacity this week and he's cleared, I'm getting him back out there against Miami, it's his team, it's his offense now? Or you may be going a little more conservative. We've seen some concussion issues with quarterbacks around the league already early on in this season. You don't want to risk that with Kenny. You're hopeful, as we all are, right? He's going to have a long 15-year, maybe more career under center for the black and gold. You don't want to risk that for one game, albeit an important one down there against the Dolphins. And you'd rather throw more caution to the wind and stick with Mitch Trubisky and hope that he can you know, do what we saw in the second half there and the Steelers can be victorious and give Kenny Pickett a little bit of extra time to make sure he's all cleared up and good to go. You know where to get at me if you want to chime in on that. At Wesley Euler on Twitter, we will get to your reactions here in just a few minutes. But first, how about a guy who was a quarterback in the Pittsburgh Steelers organization for well over a decade? Charlie Batch, he was on the DVE morning show given his opinions on uh, what to do with Kenny Pickett this week, how Mitch Trubisky relates to that, his view on the short term and some needs, uh, the need for another victory here to stay in the division hunt versus balancing the long-term concerns with the rookie quarterback. Here's Charlie Batch talking to the DVE Morning Show. It's the DVE Morning Show, your radio home of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 102.5 DVE, joining us now from the Pittsburgh Steeler Radio Network post-game show. The one and only Charlie Batch. Charlie, what's What's going on, fellas? How are you, man? I'm doing well. No complaints. Right. Well, you know, look, no complaints with the outcome of that game on Sunday. Why am I still, my takeaway from this is not, oh, the Steelers bounce back and they're good. And instead, man, the Buccaneers really screwed that up. (laughs) Like (laughs) They did. It was unbelievable watching that game. And I think when you look back, the one thing that I was completely surprised at the fact that with the banged up secondary in the manner that we were coming in this game, 
there was not one time that Tom Brady took a shot downfield. Now, I know Steelers are playing cover two, trying to keep everything in front, but there's times that you just have to take a shot to soften up that defense. They didn't do it, and that's been the talk for the postgame down there in Tampa, wondering the same issue. Charlie, I thought for a second that it was your old teammate, Byron Lefwich that just, you know, did the Steelers one last solid because as I'm looking at their game plan, I, I'm thinking, who came up with this? The Steelers? <laughs> that, that was it. I was, I'm sitting over there like, at least take a shot. Let's see how the defensive backs react. And, you know, maybe there's a 50-50 ball, but they didn't even do that. But hats off to Mike Tomlin for having his team prepared, number one, and and creating a defense that the Buccaneers did not see prior to coming into this game. I don't want to get in X's and O's because the Steelers may have to use this later on down the line. <laughs> but it was one of those things to where it caught Tampa off guard and they were able to keep everything in front. We managed two sacks, didn't get a turnover, but that right there holding a Tampa Bay defense uh, offense to 18 points, that was impressive. Naj with uh, 44 yards, I think, rushing, but it looked different. It looked like a, a, a better day for Najee Harris out there, even though it wasn't an enormous stat day for him. What was he doing different? Yeah, I mean, we, there were a lot of talking, and obviously it was brought up that he had a steel plate in his shoe, and he removed that. And to me, it looked like he had a little bit more explosiveness. We didn't see the, the yards that went about it, but it seemed like the Steelers thought that they had something on the outside of that Buccaneers defense that they were going to try to exploit. A lot of outside zone running, and then you saw jet sweeps, more than what you would typically see from this offense. But there was something in that game plan. They felt like, okay, we could soften them up and hopefully on, uh, by running on the outside and open up some of those holes on the inside. And the one thing that I was surprised, and I really jumped, I, I stood up uh, and clapped whenever we completed a pass in the middle of the field. <laughs> oh, I'm like, I this is it. I knew you were going to say it. that. <laughs> what took him so friggin' long to use the middle of the field? I have no idea. And I think it caught Tampa off guard as well. Because there's like, what? They, <laughs> there's they, no they, tape they, of this. Pass in the middle of the field. And not only was it one, there were three times that literally when it mattered, that uh, the offense was able to do that. Kenny was able to hit one. And then Mitch Trubisky was able to hit two um, in the middle of the field. And that was something that I enjoy seeing. Well, what did you think of Matt Canada's response to uh, the lack of production in Buffalo? How did you like his game plan? Yeah, it was there. I mean, it was right around average. There were 16 yeah. points, and that's kind of where we're at. You know, mm -hmm. you just kind of hard because with we, an 89 yard know, kickoff return. Correct. You have to punch that into the end zone. That resulted in three points. But when you look at just that offense, it was 17 points. They came in average. They roughly was 16. It went down to 14 after the Buffalo game. And here we are, 17 points of, uh, that they were able to manage. And that's something that they have to get better at. But obviously, when you get to this particular point, you know, we've seen we talked about this over the weeks. We've seen multiple quarterbacks run this offense, and this is exactly what you're seeing. But it was winning football yesterday. Hey, I mean, they had two more points than the Bucks did. And one thing that really impressed me about that Steelers secondary that was almost halved by injuries was third down defense, Charlie. They got off the field. Yes, they did. And anytime they were 414, if I'm not mistaken in third downs throughout this game and that's impressive and when you when you're when you have numbers in that way that lets you know the fans were impactful in that game because they were so loud that offensive line were getting off a split second slower and it allowed the pass rush of that defense to get after them yeah cam hayward 
Alex Highsmith, they recorded sacks, but Larry Obanjobi, man, he was a wreck mm-hmm. in the middle of that defense. If you look back and the play that really set the tone for me with Larry was the fact that they were facing first and goal in the Buccaneers. You knew they were going to run the ball, and Larry busted through that line for a three yards loss. And that right there just changed the whole perspective. And Tampa saying, we can't line up and just play physical football. We have to spread that defense uh, defense out. And that worked to the Steelers' advantage. It held the Buccaneers to a field goal in that situation. I was just like, wow, go ahead, Larry. That's my guy. Do you think uh, Kenny Pickett from Buffalo to this coming sun- or this past Sunday, uh, before his injury, did he take a step forward, a step back, or stay the same? But he was staying, he was progressing, and that was it. You know, he had a touchdown early on in that game. There were no turnovers to the point that he was actually removed from that game with injury. And I hope everything is not too serious that he's able to kind of get back uh, quickly. But this brings us to the point when we talked about this a couple weeks ago, when you change quarterbacks, guess what? Now everything is a tricky situation that you have to evolve because the, the way that Mitch came into this game is the same way that Kenny Pickett entered into the jet game that created a spark. Then Kenny started, the offense was a law. Now here you are right now, and I'm, I'm going on record today to say I don't think Kenny plays in this game. And the only reason why I don't think Kenny plays in this game is because the fallout that the league had with the Tua situation. Yep. Knowing he came back too early, he had the concussion happen in Miami, and now the Steelers are going into Miami. So you better believe concussion will be the topic of a national conversation heading into this week. That's why I don't think that Kenny plays. Here's the asterisk to this, uh, Randy. If Mitch goes in there and plays well, who starts in the Philadelphia game? So now you truly have a QB competition oh, that boy. you now talked about coming into this season, which is a good problem to have, but you don't want to have it this late in the season because you want to have one starter or the other. But that just gives now another conversation as it relates to the Steelers heading into that bye week, potentially four and four if they can get these two wins. You've been somebody who's come off the bench and gone in and spelled a starter when he's gotten hurt and, and gone in to win the game like Mitch did. I mean, how fine is the line between coming in and establishing the rhythm that he was able to get quickly and just going out and laying an egg? Because I would yeah, imagine it's, it, it, it's, it's one of the toughest positions to be yeah. in because you don't get starter mm-hmm. reps. You heard Kenny, you heard right. Kenny uh, Mitch mention that Kenny was the same way when he had the Jets game. You go in none, not uh, not getting those practice reps, but also you come in in the middle of the third quarter. Everybody else has been playing for two and a half hours. And here you are just coming off the bench like, oh, yeah, uh, let's get you going. Mm-hmm. You're trying to catch up to speed. And that's why you see offensive coordinators, they get off to slow starts with the backup quarterback coming in as he's trying to get rhythm, get him a couple safe throws, but yet the defense are going to jump on those things. You see a punt situation kind of happen in those first two series until you're warm, and then all of a sudden the coordinator starts dialing it up and he's able to push the ball down the field, and that's what Mitch was able to do when he came in. So kudos, kudos to Mitch for coming off the bench and being ready. Charlie Batch, part of the Pittsburgh Steelers Radio Network. The post game this Sunday will be after the 8:20 kickoff on Sunday night. Ah, uh, indeed it will. That will be a late post game for Charlie Batch and company there on DVE. Hopefully, after the Steelers take care of business down in Miami, you know it's always a little bit easier. Those late night post games always a little bit easier when the Steelers win, right? 
we can all deal with the uh, the lack of maybe normal sleep as long as the Steelers get the W. And that's what we'll be hunting for again uh, down in Miami against those Dolphins. Uh, great stuff there. Great insight from Charlie Batch. Of course, yes, you can hear him and Stan Saverin uh, post game of every Steelers game on DVE. Charlie makes his points there. Right in terms of protecting Kenny Pickett, not rushing him back. What we've seen uh, from Tua earlier in the season, it is ironic how that's the Steelers' next upcoming opponent here, of course. Uh, Very interesting there from Charlie Batch. But we all know the decision is going to come down to Mike Tomlin, to the Steelers staff, to Kenny Pickett, his availability this week, passing concussion protocol, and then uh, being able to, to get some practice reps as well, too. Mike Tomlin and and that Steelers staff there, the ones with the final decision. Uh, of course, everyone on staff there, from from the head coach to the doctors, uh, Omar Khan, Mr. Rooney, everybody in between that's going to play a part in that decision. Mike Tomlin spoke specifically on Kenny Pickett's health, some other guys as well, too, what they're expecting from the Miami Dolphins. Yesterday on his annual, or his weekly, I should say, Tuesday press conferences, pardon me, I have a new venture with the Steelers. You guys have heard us plug this a few times, but it's called the Steelers Week in Review, the SNR Week in Review. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, where I tell you all you need to know about Mike Tomlin's press conference every Tuesday. He recaps the previous game, looks ahead to the next opponent, gives any injury updates in there as well, too. So here is your Steelers Week in Review. This is the Steelers Week in Review with Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio and Steelers.com. Hello, Steelers Nation, and welcome to the Steelers Week in Review, your one-stop shop for all the current news and headlines for your Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm Wesley Euler, host of the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Let's get you up to speed on all the latest for the black and gold. A much-needed win for the Steelers on Sunday at Akershire Stadium as Pittsburgh defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 20-18 to get back in the win column. The Steelers were able to get a victory over the Bucks despite a long list of injury setbacks. And Mike Tomlin talked about how he appreciated the mentality of how his team approached the game. I think the thing that, that stands out to me in reviewing the game um, is the cliche that we live by, the standard is the standard. You know, those are just words. Uh, oftentimes I tell our team uh, through their efforts, they make those words reality. And I just thought Sunday was an example of that. Um, We had a lot of young secondary guys who had an opportunity to uh, ascend in some instances, to reascend in other instances. A guy like James Pierre has played some for us in the past and had taken a step back in terms of his role, and so it was an opportunity to reascend. I thought it was the same for Mitch Trubisky on offense, and and I'm just so appreciative of their efforts and their playmaking. Um, It's a mentality that we have here in Pittsburgh that we don't discount anyone, that everyone within our organization is viable, can be a significant component of success for us, can be a reason why we're successful. And that's the spirit in which we work daily, whether you're you know, a franchise quarterback or a captain or a practice squad guy, that's just a sentiment that we try to, try to have at all levels. And when guys get an opportunity to ascend and make plays and positively contribute to a winning effort, um, it solidifies that hopefully it's inspirational Uh, for those that are still very much in development awaiting their opportunities. And there are going to be opportunities continually throughout a journey. And that's why we we value that cliche and challenge our guys to, to make that reality. Not only did the Steelers enter Sunday with plenty of injury concerns and absences, they also lost rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett in the third quarter, who was replaced by Mitch Trubisky. 
Of course, Mike Tomlin gave an update on Kenny Pickett's status and all the other injury updates ahead of Miami. Um, Kenny Pickett's in the concussion protocol. Um, it's my understanding that his work won't be limited in any way uh, in preparation. And so uh, we'll adhere to the protocol and, and, and we'll follow that and let, um, let that be our guide in terms of participation. I'll say this, um, if he's cleared to play, uh, he'll play. Uh, he'll play quarterback for us. Um, in the meanwhile, man, we'll ready ourselves. He'll be a full participant, is my understanding, tomorrow. Um, and so we'll have him and Mitch um, working at the quarterback position. Steve Sims may be slowed a little bit by a hamstring that, that, that may slow him at the early portions of the week. James Daniel, Daniels, an ankle. Miles Jack, an ankle. Okunjobi, a knee. Uh, Mason Cole has been in and out with that foot slash ankle. Uh, may limit him, but we expect all of those guys um, to show. We've had some guys that's been out and are scheduled to participate on some level tomorrow. And um, obviously, as we push through the week, their levels of participation um, will be our guide in terms of inclusion. Cam Sutton, Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, Witherspoon. Uh, we had a couple of guys that were in the protocol um, who are not yet received final clearance, but there's an anticipation there that they will. Uh, Levi Wallace and Fryermuth. Uh, both guys scheduled to participate fully tomorrow and go through some procedural things that will put them on the other side of the protocol and lean them toward participation as we get ready for the weekend. As he always does on Tuesdays, Coach Tomlin also previewing the upcoming opponent, which will be the Miami Dolphins, and he started by talking about their defense. Um, man, they are an attacking group. Um, they're a blitzing group. Um, they do a really good job of staying close to people. They're very good at playing man-to-man, Xavier and Howard. Um, is a signature guy on the back end that kind of leads that charge. Uh, Jerome Baker is an all-situation second-level linebacker. Um, that's a good sideline to sideline tackler, good blitzer, good cover guy. He's really a man for all circumstances. His versatility really allows them to be multiple in terms of the fronts and things that they provide you. His athleticism allows him to do a lot of things, cover people, blitz, uh, play underneath zones. Um, he's a really good and versatile player, but but they, all their linebackers are. They got a nice division of labor of people that you have to deal with. Roberts is a is a run stopping first and second down guy uh, who gets after people really well up front. For them, uh, Wilkins is a really talented guy. Davis uh, is a load. Um, the interior bigs up front are uh, going to create some serious challenges for us. They're good on the edge. Um, they, they got quality people on the edge as well. Um, Melvin Ingram obviously is a new acquisition for them and playing quite a bit for them on the edge as well. But for us, um, it's about minimizing negativity, and oftentimes they create negativity with a myriad of blitz packages and things that they run. Uh, we got to keep that off, keep that off of ourselves. We got to keep our quarterback position clean and upright. Um, we got to keep penalties at a minimum. I just thought that that was a negative a week ago. The penalty element um, in our offensive line set us back in some possessions, puts us behind the chains and forget about plays. Those are possessions. When you get a holding call and you go first and 20 or second and 20 or what have you, um, you know, there's a strong likelihood you're going to lose not only that down, but that possession. And so they do some things that create negativity, man. We got to be at our best uh, to minimize it. And we got to find opportunities uh, to make plays in the midst of that. Of course, as we all know by now, the Dolphins have some electric playmakers on the offensive side of the football, something that Mike Tomlin said they'll be working to contain this week. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, man, they've done an awesome job of acquiring some very dangerous players. Um, 
Tariq from Kansas City obviously is a vertical threat. Uh, Waddle, they drafted um, in the first round a couple of years ago, is a vertical threat. Gazeki at tight end uh, is a vertical threat. They've acquired uh, Cedric Wilson Jr. in free agency uh, from the Dallas Cowboys, another vertical threat. Um, they've got some talented eligibles that we have to work to minimize. Um, they stretch the field vertically. They do so very well. Their play-action pass game is awesome. Um, Tua is very good at turning his back to the defense and coming up throwing. He's a lefty. He's mobile. Um, those variables provide some challenges that are a little bit different from a preparation standpoint and make him a difficult guy to replicate and prep. Um, so we got some challenges. Yes, up next, we are going to Miami. It will be the Steelers versus the Dolphins in prime time on Sunday Night Football. I'm SNR host Wesley Euler. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Steelers Week in Review. Take care, and I'll talk to you next week. Ah, that guy's clean, I tell you. No, wait, what a second. What happened? That is the SNR Week in Review. You can subscribe to that wherever you get your podcast. You heard it from Mike Tomlin there. If Kenny is cleared, he will go. What does that mean? What does that look like for practice these next couple days? Our buddy Nick Farabaugh, the young bull from Steelers now, will join us on the other side as we continue to discuss to Kenny or not to Kenny, and we get ready for Miami in primetime on Sunday night. Keep those tweets rolling in. We got a handful already. I want your opinions on what you would do with the quarterback situation. We'll get to those as we roll along. We'll do best of the West, everything on the table. As we roll along, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.